You're experiencing the Authentic Chaos Podcast, an exploration into our inner selves and stories of self-discovery. I'm your host, Vahagan Yernosian. And today, we're bringing in the second week of 2023. It's a new year. We're bringing on the intentions from the past. Last episode, we did some intention setting. We, we aligned on some intentions for maybe ourselves and for the podcast. Today, I want to talk about a bit more of an overarching philosophy for me, though. Um, this is something I've been, I had started like really internalizing late last year, and it's a philosophy that I want to keep building on, and I want to build on with you. And it starts with a very simple quote, starve your ego feed your soul. It's so before I go too deep in talking about it, I want to lay out what I want you to get out of this episode. I I'm going to talk about what this quote means to me and why this quote I think is important for us going forward. I want to talk about how it can be a framework for us to build off of to understand ourselves and to get a better sense of loving ourselves and growing our foundation. Uh, and then I want to talk about some actual, um, some concrete examples and exercises that we can do to starve our ego to feed our soul. So let's first, so let's begin by talking about this quote. What, what is it? Where did it come from? And why, why is it important? So this this came to me as all good <laughs> good philosophies do in a meme uh, by one, a good friend of mine on uh, on Instagram, and it was used as a it was used as a joke, uh, or it was yeah it was used as a joke, um, and it but it really resonated with me, and I think. What really resonated with me about it uh, was that it's one of those very simple to understand quotes, but the meaning behind it is very complicated and is probably, has been reflections of philosophers of multiple religious denominations for generations, for millennia even, these concepts of yourself and consciousness have been around for a long time this isn't new to me but i want to use my voice and whatever platform i have to help externalize it and to help other people really under try to understand how they can feed their souls um soul is a very important word here it's not just consciousness, it's not self, it is soul. And yeah, uh, soul has a very spiritual connotation, and this can definitely feel like the power and um, the grandness of a spiritual quest. Because what we're asking you to do in this in this philosophy is to nourish your being it's more than just like finding yourself and 
understanding your shadows on a psychological level, it's really, yeah, it is just becoming one with yourself, one with your being, a larger entity than you may have considered yourself as being. The ego... Uh, the the ego part of it is also really important. So I want to define, let me define how I view the ego. I view the ego as the rational mind. It's the, the part of us that for most of us, myself included, it really drives a lot of our movement. Maybe you've got, maybe you're one of these two. Maybe you have a dream job. Maybe you have like goals for, uh, for yourself and your family. Maybe you have... Um, you have like political views that are important to you or like philosophies that are important to you. This is all your ego-driven mind. And it, it's more than just like a selfishness aspect of the ego. It is the, the part of you that makes the thoughts. It is the thinking mind. It, and it really is kind of selfish and it really wants to be the center of attention. And in fact, we live our lives. We have created a, a temple, a collective temple of, in this world around our egos and around our rational minds. We've created complex economies. We've created complex jobs. We've created complex social structures. Also that way that our mind can enjoy the the thoughts, the higher level of computations, all the the problem solving, the analytical thinking, the creativity, the ego, the ego mind wants all of this. It wants to create cool thoughts, and it is a major driver in our lives. But if you've if you've counted yourself in any of that group, you may have found yourself in a situation where things didn't go your way or things changed in the external world and it really may have caused a a schism in your own sense of self maybe you lost your job maybe your relationship didn't pan out the way you thought it would maybe uh maybe something else happened like that defined you before and now that it's not there anymore it's you kind of lose your sense of self. Who are you if you had defined yourself as the manager of a company and you lost that job? Who would you be then if that was part of your identity? And so the ego really drives a lot of our thinking in this modern day and age. Um, There's so much information to consume and the ego loves to do that. But because of that, I fear many of us, and I'm speaking from experience, we neglect to even understand or be aware of our other selves. We look at our emotions as something to be shunned or ignored. And we don't even consider that maybe these thoughts aren't, don't really define me in the way I thought they did. And so I want to op- I want to talk about now a, a a way of thinking about ourselves as 
a is an interconnected system. We have our ego-driven mind that creates thoughts. We have our emotions that create feelings. But we are neither our thoughts nor our feelings. We are the being that experiences those thoughts and experiences those feelings and maybe even creates some of those thoughts. And that part is the soul. It can also be considered consciousness if you want to look at it in a more secular secular light. And here, my beautiful host, uh, co-host Sandra, will act as a good demonstration. Uh, on a, as a sidebar, I've started getting in the habit of naming my plants. Um, I don't know if it does anything, but it seems cool to do. And it, you know, it maybe helps me tend to their needs a little bit more regularly when I have a name because that how my mind associates importance with human names. So, aside over. Anyway, Sandra here is going to provide a good example. So, we see as humans, we love seeing the plant part, the green leaves of the plant the stems, maybe it'll flower. Sandra's got a couple uh, new sprouts coming in, or uh, new leaves coming in, so that's really exciting for me. But that's the ego. It is flashy. It is nice to look at. Maybe it smells nice. But it would perish without the roots, the invisible part underneath the beauty, the beauty that we see and appreciate is the core, the foundation. This is what will tie it to its, its ground. This is what will store energy and help it gain nutrients it needs to become beautiful. Without the soul, the ego will, will wither and die. And without, uh, without the ego, the soul just floats around without any any goal is trying to achieve. So both are necessary. We need both. But we can't just keep a beautiful plant in a tiny pot, and we can't keep a beautiful plant with roots that are rotting. We need to address our souls. So uh, that's a little bit about what this means to me. Now let's talk about how I think starve your ego to feed your soul can be an excellent framework for really nourishing ourselves and understanding ourselves. Uh, And a big portion of this comes from starting to slowly undo, not totally undo, just slowly undo the over-ego reliance we've put in our culture, in our society. Things like, uh, so once we start to reduce those reliances on the external and get our minds to not be all like take the spotlight all the time, we start to shift perspective inward and we look at our roots. And we then, as we become comfortable there, we start to explore with safety We'll find dark spots, maybe some shadows. But these are all just different 
things that we need to look at and we need to change our perspective to do it. And once we start to reduce our reliance on our ego, we start to really find who we are. And I, and I said this, I've said this before, when you know who you are, you never have to worry about lying to anyone about who you are and what you are because it will become second nature to you. It will become as obvious to you as your name or your phone number. It's something you will rem- that will be an immediate reaction. It will be encoded in you. And we give ourselves, we treat our bodies so well. We try to eat well, exercise, and we treat our, we're, we're starting to treat our minds well too, going to therapy, addressing some of our shadows. But it's now good to keep, to start to provide this, this um, nourishment to our souls. Find yourself understand yourself and then we can start to grow ourselves and in a lot of ways just doing the starving of your ego portion yourself will come out you will start to see it you will blossom like a beautiful flower that has been nourished by both the leaves and the roots the ego and the the soul we need both we need both, but we build, we've built these phones. I know it's cliche, but the, but this constant stream of information really does wonders in starving out our souls and overindulging our egos. Do we need to know all of the latest news immediately or all of the most recent social media posts? Probably not. No. Humans have been around for a long time and have been socializing for a long time. But the smartphone as we know it only came out in 2008. And that's not that long ago. That's 14 years. 14 years versus thousands of years of human development as a species 14 years is nothing it's a drop in the bucket our minds haven't had the time to really understand what it means to live in this world of constant information and constant stimulus and i see it saw it in myself and i see it in in colleagues and friends and people i don't know if all generations that we're starting to lose ourselves by this overindulgence so a big part of this quote of this philosophy is even just being aware that the ego is something that has become overindulged and that we need to start restraining it because once we start to think about it and be aware, then we can start erecting boundaries. Our mind starts putting in boundaries and that helps a lot. I've talked about this. I talked about this in season one when I talked about collective narratives, how the narratives that we build as a society for society to function, things like uh, religion, capitalism, even like corporate structures um, and, uh, you know, family traditions and things like that, 
all of these start to take a portion of our mind and define who we are and our sense of self. And if I mentioned in that episode, if we're not aware of them, then we can't erect boundaries. And boundaries are how we provide ourselves the space we need to exist, to coexist in our world. And it both applies to people and it applies to thoughts and concepts and identities. And so I want you to first even just be aware of this idea that you are more than your conscious thought mind. You are so much more than that. Your your ego may have been trying to keep you from really being aware of that, as it did for me. I considered myself mostly as just a thinking brain for a while. But there is more than can be explained by sheer intellect. There's like an interesting quote I read earlier today from an Indian guru Osho was that was um, intellect cannot explain intuition. Intellect and intuition seem similar but they're very different and they cannot, they, the mind cannot do intuition. Intuition is that gut feeling, right? You don't know necessarily why you have that feeling because you're in a totally new situation, but you have this gut feeling. Intuition helps you to make new solutions or solutions to new problems, to find the way forward with new situations. Intellect is great for when you've seen the problem before and need to reflect need to do something, a solution that you've done in the past. So in this sense, if you do feel like, if you have experienced that, where you've had a gut feeling that you can't quite explain with your rational mind, then you've experienced this this ego-soul divide that I'm talking about, and you've even experienced a world where you are more than just your conscious thought mind. And so I want you to keep being aware of that. And start to erect boundaries. Your ego will start to respect those boundaries. And you'll have space to explore who you are. What your soul is. And then you can start that journey that all of mindfulness on uh, social media wants you to start. The journey of self-love. And this is a topic I think that I think everyone needs to hear. I want to yell from the top of the of the top of the building, yell it in the streets in the streets that we need to we need to starve our egos to feed our souls. We need to take a break, even if it's just for a little bit, even a fifteen minute meditation or a five minute meditation, a walk in the park. Anything to get you to just get out of your normal routine, of this box that your ego puts you in. And consider that there's a bigger world out there. Consider that you are more than your ego mind. We don't have to worry about expanding our consciousness just yet. That'll come later. But we can just start to give ourselves a little bit more space, a space that we deserve. 
And so some things that have helped me on my journey, and maybe will help you. Um, a short seated meditation. Try to do it regularly, maybe daily or every other day. Just, you know, even if it's right after bed. It's a nice way to just focus on your breath and to appreciate your essence. So that's one option. Um, I've mentioned walking in the park. Moving meditations are also a meditation. And the key to both types of meditation, or if any meditation, is that um, you may you may think that you should not be thinking about anything. And I'm here to tell you, you are definitely not going to not think of other things. You're going to think about bills. You're going to think about... Uh, like random things that like happen at work or in your friend circles, thoughts are going to pop up and that's fine. We are not like, like I said, the ego mind is part of us just as part of us as our soul and our feelings, but we are not our ego mind. We are not our thoughts. We can choose whether or not we're going to pay attention to them, whether or not we're going to give them the awareness that they so desperately crave from us. Because they don't need to have our attention right now. We can have those thoughts after our meditation. So focus not on the thoughts. Focus just inward on your breath, on your sensations. Maybe at first it doesn't make sense, but just keep at it and remember no judgment judgment is a tool that the ego uses to keep us in check it is an important step way it's an important way of uh, our mind to understand the meaning that it creates in the world based on the information it gets but a lot of times we turn that judgment inward and we start to judge ourselves and when we judge ourselves poorly we don't want to keep going that way because we don't want to think that we are not doing something that is right for us. And criticisms and negative judgments can feel like the wrong thing for us. So I want you to be free of these judgments. We don't need them. These judgments are holding you back. Your feelings, your thoughts, they are you. They are part of you. But they are not you. They are not only you. You are more than just that. You are this awareness. And you can choose where you put your awareness. And in this meditation, I want you to put it inward to really start to feed your soul. Another thing you can do if you're looking for a deeper practice, um, this past week I did a media fast. This was uh, very challenging. So the rules of this fast were uh, no internet for fun, no social media, no news, no shows, no games, no books. 
Uh, I made exceptions for work because I didn't want to take time off. And it wasn't a total fast. I did cheat now and then. Um, and the I'll go more details into the fast in another episode because it's, it was very, very interesting. And I still have reflections I need to get through and like really reflect on before I present it to other humans. But the gist of it was that we, our ego mind gets so like a fire hose of information from all these sources and it's like sugar. It's like the sugar to a toddler. I've realized that the ego has tantrums just like toddlers do when it doesn't get its way. When after the, in the first 24 hours, it was screaming. I felt not like a sharp pain, but like an uncom- a discomfort, like a, almost a physical discomfort with not like watching shows or listening to music. Oh yeah, I couldn't listen to music. But after some time, it calmed. It realized it didn't need that information. And then it started to come up. And then I started to really have new reflections on it. I put a boundary in place for my ego. And it was a pretty strong boundary. And even just for that week, it really gave me a very strong, um, a much better perspective on the amount of space my ego takes in my life and how much space I can take back from it and give to me, to the rest of me. And I don't, I've just started on this part of my journey of deepening my sense of self and love of myself so I don't have all of the uh, I, I I don't know how this will end but I think it's a journey worth making I've made the journey up to this point of trying to understand myself and I feel like I've done a lot to understand myself and I think it's so important because I've met so many people in my life both my age and older and younger who like lack of fulfillment they've even explained it as that of like lacking some fulfillment in their lives and I sincerely believe it comes from us not really understanding who we are on a more holistic level and I want to provide that so starve your ego to feed your soul I believe is the way to do it and this isn't the only episode we're going to talk about this I'm just presenting it as an introduction in this one. We're going to go deeper in the future as I come up with more reflections and in conversations we have with people. I mentioned that in my first episode, in the last episode, that I want this to be a revolution of authenticity. And a big part of that is really of being authentic is understanding who we are and to understand who we are We need to give ourselves the space to be who we are. So I hope you'll join me in this year and these episodes on this journey of understanding who we are. Let's do that together to understand and appreciate our own authentic chaos. Because right now it seems chaotic. It seems scary. There are shadows that we have that make us a little uncomfortable. 
But those shadows aren't monsters. They are us. They are you. They are me. We can't escape them. And we shouldn't judge them. And so let's do this together by starving our ego to feed our souls. That's all I have for today. Thank you. And please remember to embrace your chaos with kindness. Good night.